This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that, uh, you know, tells you all you need to know about the College Equestrian National Championship. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. Okay, so in this episode, what I did was, to make it a little bit easier on myself, I made a bunch of recordings from the road at the end of the day. Uh, Basically, in my car on the way back to the hotel, I would just pull out the phone and make a recording. So, I'm going to put those all together. The uh, audio isn't the best, but you're going to get the um, -the on-the-spot reactions to everything that was going on. I hope you enjoy it. Here is how the tournament went. All right, this is Auburn Elvis again, uh, recording from my car as I leave the World Equestrian Center uh, from the, uh, uh, oh gosh, the opening ceremonies, yes. And then there's a party afterwards. Uh, And so, yeah, that was real fun. And I got my, uh, if you listened to the last podcast, you'll know that um, I did a bunch of dolls. And so got that set up over at the Leatherwood Love booth, so that is in place. And already people are starting to buy those things, so I hope they're going to be popular. So we'll see. I had some people saying that they were going to buy some for the opposing team's doll so that they could put pins in it as a voodoo doll. And I'm like, okay, that's not what I intended these for, but, you know, you do you. I Once you buy it, you can do whatever you want with it. But, uh, yeah, you know, okay, <laughs> that's not why I did those, but, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks. But anyway, you're not listening to this to hear how the dolls went. You want to know what Equestrian's doing. So, I'll tell you that uh, the opening ceremonies was great. Everybody showed up that was supposed to show up. And so, it looks like we're going to have a Sedern tournament. Uh, It'll all start tomorrow. We've got, uh, what is it? Uh, we got SMU going up against Baylor. I think the Mustangs might have a little bit of trouble there. A lot of the Baylor families uh, were super nice to me tonight. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope it goes well for them. I mean, I hope it goes well for everybody tomorrow, except maybe South Carolina. But, uh, you know, they were so nice. And, yeah, a couple of them quizzed me on how well certain riders would do against other riders. And it didn't come out favorably statistics-wise for Baylor. But I'll just say that, you know what, there's tons of upsets in this sport every week. I just look like a darn idiot. So this could be the day uh, for that... that Baylor makes me look like an idiot. Hey, they did, they certainly did it two years ago. Uh, anyway, uh, so we'll see, you know, but the stats do suggest that, you know, SMU's good, and y'all knew that, so we'll see tomorrow just how good. Um, and then after that, we're going to have the other one, which is uh, Texas A&M, TCU. Boy, I'm really looking forward to that one because, dang, those teams are close. Uh, and, uh, yeah, somebody told me that the lineups have already been set, so i got to see if maybe I can – message some players parents or something like that and see if they'll clue me in on that but anyway um because i'd love to go ahead and get that work out of the way and then i could just enjoy stuff (laughs) but anyway um yeah and then in the other in the afternoon we got auburn and south carolina and then we also got oklahoma state and georgia you know oklahoma state should win that one but georgia's good and and You know, we'll see how they match up. I mean, again, if Georgia can get a couple of key upsets, then that whole meet is in play suddenly. So, yeah. And as far as South Carolina-Auburn, well, 
that one really is Auburn's to win or lose. And uh, if they ride up to their potential, then they'll do it. And, and you know, Greg Williams has been talking about how the last couple of years they have showed up really flat. And this year they're trying to be completely on when they're, you know, on and completely off when they're off and not blend or mix the two things. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, if Auburn were to lose early this year, man, they would need to have to do some self-examination. But we'll see how it all goes. Um, it was fun. The big party was nice. The weather turned out beautiful. Got to see some folks and talk to some folks that uh, some longtime friends. And again, uh, you know, another thanks to John or Sunshine as he goes by at the Leatherwood Love booth because he's doing a great job of um, selling those dolls. And that's, wow, I tell you, I'm not that great at the, the selling and the money part. So the fact that he's totally taken ownership of that part of it, I love that. So just a great big thanks to John over there at Leather With Love. So that's it for day, well, we'll call this day zero of the uh, uh, NCEA National Championship Tournament. I'm Albert Elvis. Thank you very much. Okay, day number one has ended, and boy, it was exciting. Uh, things mostly went as we expected, but there were some interesting moments there. Um, I'll say that, okay, let, let's, let's go back to the beginning of the day. So we started things off with SMU and Baylor, and in the stats predictions, it, it kind of said that Baylor wasn't going to be a pushover. Baylor Baylor probably was a little bit better than the eighth best team, um, and they proved it today. They took SMU down to the wire, and SMU ended up winning, I think, 10 to 8. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty close. It was closer than you would expect a number one versus number eight to be. So, good job, Bears. Didn't quite get the victory, but you impressed, and you, you showed that, once again, there's always improvement that the NCEA uh, rankings folks can make. <laughs> I think we've learned that. If, if my podcast accomplishes nothing in history, it is the establishment of the fact, the immutable fact, no, well, not immutable, irrefutable fact, that uh, the NCAA rankings people are just, boy, they're not, <laughs> they're not as good as what you would want. Okay, I'll just be kind and say they're not as good as what we desire. So good job. Baylor. SMU, you know what? You got the win, and that's all that matters. You survived and advanced. So now uh, on to quarterfinal number two. So here we had another one that we knew was going to be kind of tight. TCU, Texas A&M. The stats suggested this one was going to be back and forth, but that TCU would generally would have the advantage because of horsemanship. SMU had a great horsemanship squad, and that's what gave them the advantage over Baylor. Same thing for TCU. Um, they they were back and forth with Texas A&M, and then the horsemanship is what did it for them. So the, uh, the, the Horned Frogs, they will advance as well. So they will ride against SMU. And I tell you, that's great. I don't think these two teams rode during the year, which is weird because uh, they typically ride against one another, but they didn't this time. And now we're going to get to see it here at a neutral site. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough meet for both of them. And, again, the seeding people made that side of the bracket harder than the other side of the bracket. Oh, well, uh, that's what you get when you let the NCA do all your seeding for you. So, 
and yeah, that's never going to get old. That whole plot line, I'm going to keep bringing that up till the day I am dead. Uh, because, well, until they fix it, which they're not going to fix it because they got, you know, inherent problems that make it so that they won't fix it. Anyway, <sighs> good job for TCU and SMU. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, oh boy, who do I think is going to win that? Gosh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and look. I mean, the stats like probably SMU a little bit better, but TCU, the stats like TCU as well. So, I don't know. That's that's a darn toss-up right there. I, I'm telling you people, this is it's close. I don't know who's going to win that. It could be anybody. Well, it can't be. All right, it will be either Texas A or uh, it will either be Texas Christian University or it will be Southern Methodist University. It will be a Texas University with an affiliation with some sort of Christian church. There, summed it up for you. All right, so it's, well, but it won't be Baylor. So <laughs> anyway, all right, so that gets us through our first two quarterfinals. Quarterfinal number three, Oklahoma State going up against Texas A&M. All right, so um, we both these teams are good in certain things and mediocre in other things, and the combination of what they're good at and what they're, you know, mediocre and it kind of worked out in Oklahoma State's favor. Um, now they took some points that we didn't expect. They they Georgia didn't go crazy on the flat like they really like the stats suggested they could have. And I tell you, if Georgia had, if they had won four or even swept the darn thing, that would have put them right in it down to the very end. But as it is, they only won the flat three to two, and Oklahoma State threw their weight around everywhere else, and so they pretty much took it. Um, at the end, things were very close. Well, no, they weren't. They weren't close because, yeah, because of that flat thing. So at the end, in horsemanship, there was still a mathematical possibility for Georgia, but uh, it didn't happen for them. So there you go. So what this means is uh, now, yeah, Oklahoma State advances. So good job, cowgirls. Um, and, you know, Aggies, uh, this was your season was, uh, was feast or famine. There were certain ones where you guys did just incredible, and then there were certain ones where you didn't. And, it, you know, that, that happens sometimes. And uh, you, a lot of this is just about putting it together at the right time. And, you know, Oklahoma State is putting it together at the right time. Uh, the stats do not like Oklahoma State as much as, say, TCU. But we saw at the Big 12 tournament that that stats didn't matter because Oklahoma State won that thing. Now, you know, it was at their place, but it wasn't on their horses. So Oklahoma State is getting it done when it matters. On to our final quarterfinal. This is quarterfinal number four between the Auburn Tigers and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, South Carolina was seated seventh and Auburn was seated second. But, you know, the stats suggested that South Carolina really wasn't the seventh best team. They were the eighth best team. Anyway, so the way this thing looked to work out in the stats, it looked like it was going to be um, Auburn jumping out to a big lead. And then uh, halftime, you know, they'd have a 6-4 to four lead or even better. And then in the second half, uh, you'd have uh, South Carolina go on a little bit of run in equitation on the flat. And then Auburn would uh, slam the door in horsemanship. Okay? That's what the stats suggested. So, here's how things work, worked out. Fences started off. Auburn's the best fences team in the nation. And very first round, like every darn 
South Carolina rider was riding probably like a personal best. I mean, she was doing, they were doing great. And then the Auburn riders were not riding personal best. I mean, they were throwing out scores much lower than what you would expect for some of these girls. Now, one knocked a, a darn uh, pole off the gate. And she got a re-ride because the horse was like dancing around before the thing, before the pattern even started. The horse like went to take a hard turn, even though the horse was not given the instructions to take a hard turn. So, uh, so uh, Greg and them called for a re-ride. The judges said, "Yeah, let's get that horse out of here. That horse doesn't look right." So they get a new horse in there for Sophie Steckbeck. And Sophie turns in a low score, probably one of the lowest darn fences scores Sophie Steckback has had all season. And everybody's like, oh my goodness, this is not what the stats uh, predicted. Actually, I'm probably the only one who was saying that, but you get it. Um, okay, so then that happened. So then we go into the next round, the points round. And uh, everybody who's an Auburn fan who's listening, you need to thank whatever deity you pray to that Ava Stearns chose Auburn because that girl is a darn machine. She came out there, settled everything down, turned in some massive score, won her point, and from then on, everything fell Auburn's way. It turned out, even those scores from the Auburn riders that weren't too good, well, uh, it turned out that the Carolina scores on those same horses weren't very good either. Uh, so it's probably not great horses. So, you know, whichever schools donated or brought those horses, hey, you need to have a talking to to your horses. Uh, anyway, so that event, fences went four to one. So right out of the gate, we had the lead that we were kind of expecting for Auburn. It did not come in the way we expected it, but, you know, points is points, and that's all that matters. So that right there happened let's see raining uh was slowed down because of all the darn re-rides and all that junk that goes on with the western uh, man i tell you that is going to be the story of the darn tournament pretty much every year until the nca figures out what's going on and fixes it because this is getting kind of crappy okay i've been to enough of these and i ain't been to a lot but i've been to enough of these to know that the darn delays for the western judging are the worst part of this tournament and i am including the team that i cover getting bounced in the first round the previous two years okay it's worse than that it's just, it's worse because it's worse for everybody. Nobody likes it. It got to the point to where during horsemanship, when horsemanship starts like an hour late because of all this junk that you're having to deal with from raining, and then you get more delays in horsemanship. And so it got to the point where when a ride would go under review, the entire crowd would groan audibly, loudly. Okay, that's that's what that word means to you Alabama fans, okay? It means loudly. You could hear it. And it didn't matter what team you were pulling for, okay? And I'll just tell you that whenever something goes under review, it's it's usually bad for that rider because they never review your ride so that they can figure out a way to give you more points, okay? They're they're reviewing it to see if they can take away points from you. Okay? That's what it is. Well, so everybody is like, good grief, what is going on? And, and you know, and some of it is just the way the darn ring is laid out so that they got 
two judges on one side and three on the other, and the only way for them to have a conference is for them to get up and walk around at a speed of a, of a geriatric mall walker to get around the darn ring so that they can have a little powwow for about 20 minutes underneath the cameraman, and you're just like, good grief. If any other sport did this, they, you know, the, the NCAA would go, would clamp down on this and say, look, we can't, we can't sell this as a, as a televised product with reviews this, uh, this long. Okay. I mean, Hey, you, you people who complain about not seeing enough, uh, equestrian on TV, you know what? You got to fix the reviews before you get this product on TV because ain't nobody going to want to have a darn programming window that runs anywhere from three hours to seven hours, okay? No, you can't have that. You gotta rein that stuff in. Pun uh, intended. Okay, so where was I? Oh, goodness. So, yeah, raining took its darn sweet time to get going, and by then, flat was halfway done. So, we didn't even get a true halftime because raining took so darn long. Okay, so, uh, let's see, what happened in the flat? Okay, flat, S, uh, that's South Carolina's best event, for those of y'all who don't know. So, uh, what that means is, this is their, this is their chance, okay? If they're gonna put a, you know, put a wrench in Auburn's, uh, plans, they're gonna have to do it right here on the flat. Well, uh, they did well, but as well as they did, Auburn did just as well, and so it ended up being three to two in favor of Auburn. And so that gave Auburn, let's see, I don't know, a bunch of points at half, seven to three. And then, uh, then raining finally had its turn points round. Uh, and that one went, uh, uh, three to two for Auburn as well. So what you, what you've got now is you've got a situation where Auburn has 10 points and Carolina has five points. So any point for Auburn or a no point tie in the final event horsemanship is going to equal a victory for Auburn. All right. So then we go over to horsemanship and we sit and wait because of course there are reviews going on for the, for the quarterfinal number three still quarterfinal three hadn't hadn't ended because you know all this stuff well anyway so we wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and then finally we get a point for auburn the whole thing's over all right great boom now we can all go home no 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 there's more riding and more riding and and probably more reviews you know what there the rumor is that they're still waiting on a review to this very day uh, so yeah, uh, anyway, at some point, Auburn has won the darn thing. I don't know what the final score is. It is something. And, uh, yeah, I'm back at my hotel now. So, yeah, just a great day. Fun, fun, fun. Sold some dolls. Um, you know, they're great. People seem to be having fun with them. I I'm seeing fewer people turning them into voodoo dolls, which is nice. That's encouraging. Uh, you people got a little sinister streak that y'all might want to talk to some therapists about. Yeah, no, I mean, because frankly, if you want a voodoo doll, I will release... <laughs> I will release a line of judges voodoo dolls, and then you put as many pins in them darn things as you want, okay? Uh, and then maybe I'll do a line of NCEA rankings uh, people, and yeah, we can really go to town on this idea. All right, so <laughs> silliness aside, that's what we've got on our day one 
in day two should be fun. We're also in the morning going to have the single discipline tournament. You know, I already told y'all how that's probably going to go. It's probably going to be Sweetbriar getting pushed a little bit by Sacred Heart. Oh, and some of you Sweetbriar moms aren't taking me seriously on that. And you're coming up to me and saying, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm telling you the stats do not lie. Plus the fact that it's a four-on-four tournament, not a five-on-five, that means that your fifth rider, who's much better than the Sacred Heart fifth rider, won't get a chance to display that. So, y'all better watch out. But I think I think Sweetbriar will get through it. Um, but if they don't, man, that's going to be a heck of an upset for, for Sacred Heart. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, over on the other side, we got Lynchburg and Bridgewater, and that one will be sort of close, maybe, in one event, but then the other one, it won't be very close, and I think Lynchburg's going to win it pretty, you know, convincingly by about two or three points, which in an eight-point meet, that's a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of our uh, rundown of day one. It didn't rain, really, that much. Um, it was supposed to rain a lot in the earlier forecast a few days ago gosh i thought it's just gonna rain 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 so we'll see it's, it's just beautiful weather a little muggy but hey it's the south you know that's what it's known for all right that that's it this is was a good ep- uh, this was a good segment everybody thank you for listening and we'll chime in with day number two here soon another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so um, this is now the end of day two of the national championship tournament. Oh, over in the morning, we had the single discipline semifinals. Uh, I did the uh, matchup predictions on those, um, and boy, the stats said that, well, they confirmed the earlier prediction that I made and said, hey, is gonna have a little trouble with Sacred Heart. Lynchburg isn't gonna have too much trouble with Bridgewater, all right? So then, the actual riding starts, and in fences, uh, Sweetbriar tied um, uh, Sacred Heart two to two, and Lynchburg won theirs three to one. Okay, so then we go over to the flat, and uh, Lynchburg wins that like three to one, four to nothing, something incredible. So they're going through. They didn't have much trouble with Bridgewater. Then with Sweetbriar. Um, <laughs> I think like the first point went to Sacred Heart maybe, or maybe the first point went to Sweetbriar, but then the next point went to Sacred Heart. And then another point went to, uh, how did it go? Oh, I think, yeah, I think it was Casey Freeberg who got the winning point or something. So yeah, so once Casey Freeberg got on the horse, their fate was sealed, but still, uh, yeah, they won. It was like, what would that be, 5-3? So yeah, they ended up winning 5-3, 5-4 can't do that that's too high anyway they won i don't have the stats in front of me y'all i just came from the western ring where the dual discipline finished up anyway okay i'm a little tired in case you can't tell by my voice uh okay so then that happened all right so that was that and then we had a big long break for lunch where nothing happened and then we came back from lunch and and 
everybody's on horses again and we're about to go and do everything over again. All right, so then in the semifinals for the dual discipline, we got uh, SMU going up against TCU. That looked to be real close according to the predictions. And then we had uh, Auburn and Oklahoma State, which the predictions favored Auburn, uh, but you know, you still got, you know, there have been plenty of times when the the, the predictions come out, oh, Auburn's just going to clean up. And then it, Auburn does not quite clean up, but they win. So it looked like maybe this was going to be one of those kind of situations. Well, over with SMU and TCU, yeah, uh, <laughs> just uh, SMU curb stomped them from the darn word go. Oh, my word. I can't believe how badly things turned for, S for TCU out of the gate because the stats said that it was going to be close, but it was not. Um, they swept them in fences, and then in the other the other event, um, what was it, raining? They did pretty well in raining, like three, four, five points, I don't know, something. So the halftime lead was like eight to two, seven to three, something like that. And then in the second half, they did about the same. They ended up winning uh, 14 to, to six. So yeah, SMU, they advance pretty handily. So then uh, Auburn is going on sort of at the same time, but a little bit behind in every event, just because that's how they scheduled it all. And uh, fences looked good for Auburn from the start. Um, it was four to one Auburn, and it almost could have been five to nothing, but it ended up four to one. Okay. And then over in reigning, uh, Oklahoma State uh, won that three to two. So at half, it was six to four. And then flat got going immediately because again, you know, the Western takes forever and the, the flat doesn't have to take as long because they just, you know, get going again. Also, the Western has to share the same ring, you know, for both of those events, whereas the jumping seat is, you know, they don't need as much room, so they basically just set it up so that the whole crowd moves, and that way they can do two rings, get two rings out of one big arena. So, uh, you know, I was harping on the Western for being slow. It is slow, but part of it is just the facility that they, you know, they, they don't set it up in two places like they do with the jumping seat. So there's a built-in advantage for the jumping seat. But legitimately, they don't have as many darn, uh, you know, judge reviews like they do on the Western side for some reason. So... Anywho, back to Auburn. Uh, flat started up, and then that was looking like, oh my, this is going to be kind of back and forth or very close. And it ended up 3-2 to two Auburn, but then I guess they had missed something with, I think, Sophie Steckbeck's score for Auburn. And went back, and while, after everybody ran over to the, uh, well, drove over. These are rich people. They're not going to walk. Uh, everybody drove over to the Western Ring. Um then we, we get an announcement over there that, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> the score's now 10 to, 10 to 5 instead of 9 to 6 like we thought it was. So, yes, so with one event to go, Auburn was sitting on 10 points, so they had locked up at least a tiebreaker decision. But one more point or even a tie, a no-point tie, was going to give the victory to Auburn. And then the very uh, first point... The second point went to Auburn, and the whole place exploded. Well, by the whole place, I mean the part that had Auburn people in it. The part that had TCU people in it uh, did not explode. The part with SMU did not, and the part with Oklahoma State certainly did not. The Auburn part exploded, and I happened to be next to that, so, you know, 
it seemed like the entire world was exploding. So, Auburn ended up winning. They got a bunch of more horsemanship points because Auburn's good at horsemanship. The final score ended up being the same thing, 14 to six. So, both number one and number two have advanced through the tournament and they both won their semifinals pretty handily. And yeah, so that sets up just a big old knockdown drag out final tomorrow. And of course, you know, they, these teams have already ridden. Uh, SMU came to Auburn and, and Auburn, you know, beat the brakes off of them at Auburn. But of course, it was at Auburn. And Auburn is invincible at Auburn these days. So that don't count, all right? That does not count. Uh, but no, uh, it ain't gonna be like that necessarily because this is a neutral site. These are not gonna be Auburn's horses. They're not gonna be SMU's horses either, but still, it's gonna be some different horses. I mean, it could be, you know, Sweet Briar and Lynchburg horses or for all we know, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, everything's up in the air. Now I will say that the stats like Auburn, okay? Because Auburn, when they're on, they are on. And when they're not, eh, they might be on, they might be off. Uh, and so the stats like Auburn and two of the, well, no, three of the four Auburn's better at, and one of those three Auburn's really better at. So, boom, we'll see how that works. Uh, but again, you know, that's, that's based on the past. We're talking about the future. And if you can't, you know, perform in the future, that's all that matters is, you know, what, what you do tomorrow, not what you did all season long and back in the fall. So, uh, we hope that it will be good and that everybody will ride well and that it will be exciting and, and, and all that. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, no matter who wins tomorrow, they're they, they going to deserve it, all right? They're going to have to beat a, the other best team in the nation, all right? SMU proved today they are the darn best team in Texas. And Auburn proved that, you know, they're the darn best team outside of Texas. So now we're going to put these two flavors together and see what happens. And one of them's going to be the best in the nation. So we'll see who that is. Um, anything else going on? No, you know what? Everything else is going well today. Uh, it was warm, but it, it, I'll take that over not rain, uh, over rain any day. So yeah, now I'm heading back to the hotel. And actually the hotel is in sight, so I'll be signing off soon. But uh, yeah, no, this has been great. Oh, oh. I do want to give a shout out to, uh, what is it, uh, Jenna, well, I've been calling her Memerstorf, but I met her mom today, she was very nice, she couldn't get an early flight, so she was just hanging around talking to people, and she said, came over, told me it was very nice, but then I asked her, she was saying her name, and I realized, oh boy, I've been mispronouncing this name, it's not Memerstorf, it's Mimerstorf, okay, so... Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry to the Mimer Storfs. Uh, but no, Jenna's going to be graduating after this year, so I won't have to make that mistake anymore. Um, but yeah, you know what? For the next, I don't know, what day of the season, um, I'll try to be good about Jenna's last name, Mimer Storf. But no, uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, no, wait. You know what? One other thing. Man, I have never experienced this. And I've gone to a lot of equestrian meets, but... Um, <laughs> The Auburn people, because, you know, there were a bunch of the, the riders who aren't, aren't you know, competing, but they're out there running the horses and getting them ready for the other meets and stuff. Well, they sit with the parents and stuff, and so I guess they have all this food or whatever that's bought for them, plus the parents just go buy food. So people started passing around just 
food. Like there was a laundry basket of snacks that got passed around through the crowd for anybody. There was uh, boxes of pizza that just got passed around for free. You just take one, take a slice. Uh, and then like a fruit tray <laughs> got passed around. I'm like, dang, this is crazy. What kind of sport is this? This is amazing. So yeah, if word of this gets out, attendance at Equestrian, especially the national championship, is, is gonna go up because let me tell you, <laughs> free food, that's pretty cool. Oh, so yeah, that was fun. Um, okay, well, I'm at the hotel now, so I'm gonna sign off. Uh, yeah, take care, everybody. Thank you very much. Okay, we're at day three of the NCEA National Equestrian, whatever, National Championship Equestrian, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the day three is over. We now have our national champions. Um, there's two disciplines, so we'll go ahead and get the important one out of the way. Sweetbriar versus Lynchburg. So the stats going into this favored Sweetbriar. And I would say heavily. They favored Sweetbriar heavily. But the thing about stats are they are a perfect predictor of the past. Okay? But they're an imperfect predictor of the future. On the off chance that some of y'all might be out there uh, using the stats for gambling purposes, I feel sorry for y'all because that is a really good way to lose your money. <laughs> now, sometimes you would win a lot because sometimes the stats were right on, you know, and they were every time except the times that they weren't. And the meet started out with fences, okay, and that went more or less according to the stats. Uh, Sweetbriar jumped out to a, a nice lead, and there you go, three to one. Okay, then the flat happened, and uh, flat happens, and, and so the reverse happened. Now, even though Sweetbriar, the stats suggested they would do like at least two two, they did not do at least two two, they did one three, which if you're paying attention, Alabama fans, three plus one equals one plus three. They're both four. So we go to a tiebreaker, and uh, the raw score total favored uh, Lynchburg. So once again, Lynchburg has drafted perfectly behind Sweetbriar and then done a shake and bake right at the end to get across the finish line. Uh, I mean, I joke, but no, both teams are good. I mean, y'all are both good. I'll say that had this been a five-on-five -five tournament, then, you know, maybe the stats would have been more uh, trustworthy. But, you know, ifs and buts and all that. Lynchburg are the back-to-back -back national champions, y'all, and they deserve a round of applause for that. So I'm not going to go back and edit in a round of applause, but you can just do that in your mind. Um, for Sweetbriar, you know what? Y'all are great. You know how great you are. You've always been at the top of the single discipline teams. You're still essentially at the top. Uh, you know, you just didn't get another national championship. But, it, you know, you were right in there, and that's better than a lot of teams. So, was there anything else that happened today? Uh, yeah, you know what? Okay, let's talk about the, <laughs> let's talk about the dual discipline tournament. Okay, so, yeah, uh, boy, all right, so the stats, let's talk about the stats again. Going into this tournament, Auburn was the number one team statistically, and they were a good distance ahead of SMU, statistically speaking. SMU graded out at about the fourth best team. Now, some of that is because SMU did not ride a conference tournament, okay? So... The teams that did 
got an extra two meats to show off their stuff and to, you know, not pad their stats, but it improved their stats. The good riders did well against other riders and, you know, it showed. So going in, SMU, the stats didn't like SMU as, as much as, you know, we can look back now and say they should have. Now, I will say that the stats were, for the most part, trustworthy. I thought that TCU-SMU yesterday was going to be closer. It did not. It was not that close. I also thought Auburn-Oklahoma State would be a little closer, but it wasn't. So, uh, going into today, what happened, well, what was interesting is every day, you know, I, at night I go in and I put in the stats from that day, part of the, that day's part of the tournament and get all that squared away and then in the morning is when I do the matchups for you know everything y'all see on Instagram and whatnot. When I go to do that uh, every day, every morning, SMU's getting a little bit better in the stats. Now Auburn got a little bit better too but they were already number one overall and so you can't go higher than number one so the distance between SMU and Auburn shrank. And so going into the finals, SMU was the number three overall team. Now TCU still was statistically really high because they did really well at the beginning of the year. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, so SMU got better. And if I were to run the stats now, SMU would be very close to Auburn. <laughs> they still wouldn't be above Auburn, but they'd be very close. And what the, all that is to say that the stats show us, okay, here's the point of the stats. It ain't for gambling. Gosh, I hope y'all ain't gambling on these things. The point of the stats is so that you know where are they right now going into this meet. And then that tells you, oh, well, this girl over here, she got her point when the stats said she probably wasn't gonna get her point. Okay, so when that happens, y'all, that you need to appreciate that and kind of appreciate the stats because the stats better informed you to know, oh, we didn't expect her to win, but she did. That's amazing. So that's the true value of the stats. And let me tell you, you ain't going to get that from nobody else because the only other people collecting stats are the SIDs at the various schools, and they're never going to come out and tell you, oh, uh, yeah, this rider, this starter here, she only wins 30% of the time. She probably ain't going to win. No, they're never going to tell you that. But I will tell you that because let's say that girl does win, okay? Boom, now you have just, you, her story is more complete. You've realized, oh, wow, she was only wins, wins a third of her time. But today, when it mattered most, she got the W. She got that point. And, I mean, for example, just to throw a name out, uh, there's Mary Grace Seegers over at Auburn, okay? Now, when the season started, uh, she was a starter or trying to get into the starting, and she was bouncing around in and out of the start, and uh, she didn't have really great statistics. But as the season went on, she started winning more. She got more comfortable, started doing better. And then here in the postseason, she did real well. She outperformed her stats uh, pretty much every day. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Her story could be any of y'all's story. You, you writers who are listening, which I know y'all make up about, you and your parents make up like let's face it, you, you make up ninety percent of my listening audience. The other ten are Auburn fans who accidentally listen to this because you know they're listening to the E2C 
podcast and they've got it on Spotify and they're going to work and, it, and I just come on. So yeah, hopefully y'all can truly appreciate that when the stats say, oh, this girl, we didn't expect her to win, and she does, that's not a reason to say, oh, the stats are terrible. No, 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 the stats are just the stats. It's the rider who's good, and she outperformed her, her history, and that is something to be celebrated. Let's see, should we talk about how the meet itself went? Sure, I do that on every show, so why would I not do it on this show? Okay, here's how the meet went. In the early stats uh, going in, it suggested that SMU was going to win about three to two or four to one in uh, well three to two in one of them and four to one in the other of the Western rides. Okay, and they ended up winning. Uh, let's see, I think it was three to two in one of them and four to one in the other. So they did what the stats more or less predicted. Okay. Now, there were a couple of toss-up points in there, but once things got rolling, the toss-ups were going their way, and, and they were just riding really strong. Okay, so that's where, the, that's where things were, and that's, what things, that's how things happened. Now, a couple of the points were very close. They could have easily gone to Auburn if, you know, a judge had just been a little different here or there. Um, but that's, sometimes that's the way it is. And sp- fr- frankly, on the highest stage like this, you want it to be close. You don't want it to be a blowout. So, you know, two points swinging to Auburn's way from SMU would have changed the national championship. And I'm sure that you moms out there who can pick apart rides way better than I can have in your mind a good candidate of those two that could have easily been flipped. Now, again, you riders of SMU, uh, you moms of SMU riders, you probably have a list of even more points that uh, Auburn won that you feel like could have been flipped. So it all averages out, and I'm not trying to say we shouldn't have had the result we had. So that's basically what we had at halftime. We had 7-3 to three SMU winning. Now, going into Jumpancy, the stats favored Auburn. They favored Auburn to be about 3-2 to two in both of those ended up being 11 to 8 there was one tie so even if that tie had gone to Auburn it would have been 11 to 9 so yeah so yeah that's where we are SMU has won 11 to 8 they defeated Auburn they are SMU is the national champions they deserve it they were number one the whole darn season pretty much and the only loss they had was to Auburn at Auburn and we've already discussed at length that nobody wins at Auburn except Auburn well, this tournament here was not at Auburn. That's why you don't have the tournament in somebody else's backyard, <laughs> Waco. And, you know, because you're just like, let's do this at a neutral site where everybody's on an equal foot- footing. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. We're going to wrap it all up. Here we go. Everybody had a, good, had a good season or better than a good season this year. Uh, I would say even those teams that didn't make it to the tournament – had something they could celebrate. So good job, everybody. Really enjoyed meeting the parents, you know, the Mimerstorfs, and I don't know why anyone would ever mispronounce their name. Uh, all the Auburn people. Man, Rock Ferrigno, what a national treasure. <laughs> that dude's awesome, man. Oh, I wish I had known him in our younger days. We could have had so much fun together. I mean, we'll still have fun together, but, you know. Uh, but, no, all y'all are great, and it's just so neat to see everybody again. I'm going to miss this for the next couple of months, but, hey, you know, won't be too long before we're doing this all again in the fall. So, 
that's it. I don't know that I'll necessarily do an episode that recaps because I think this is the recap. I think what you're listening to is the recap because we've done a lot of good work. We recap stuff. We solved a bunch of the world's problems about this whole Western uh, judging thing and the way that they stick the arena way the heck out there. So, you know, we've solved some real problems here. We've made some progress. So I think that's about all we could ask for this season. And, uh, yeah, so with that, I will sign off. This is Oliver Nelvis. Uh, this has been uh, the last episode of War Horses for the season. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.